devices. So, <laughs> all right, we're live. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Yay. We're so excited. Our first uh, podcast in, in three weeks, is it? I don't know. It feels like it. Well, yes. We had one two yes. weeks ago. You had a. You're right. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. But we did have to cancel on our, on today's guest. So we're so excited <laughs> to have him to kick off the new year with us. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And we were speaking a lot about your name. Poor um, Ajinkya. We have been saying his name, AJ, because we weren't sure how to pronounce it. And Shanda and I are sensitive to name pronunciation. So we were like, well, we're just going to call him AJ. So we did find out. And hopefully we didn't butcher it. You got it. Perfect. Perfect Ajinkya. on the dot. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. I love it. What where what is the background of that? That's yeah, cool. it's uh from this one state in India called Maharashtra. So uh -huh. uh, that's where my parents are from. They immigrated in the nineties. Uh and I guess uh that's where my name comes from. I love it. Yep. I really do. Actually, I really love that. Very cool. So did everyone have a great New Year's celebration? Yes. Yep, it was great. It sounds like we all it sounds like we didn't talk about it, all of it, but it sounds like we kinda all had the same kind of a night, kind of quiet, mm -hmm. but very chill. Focused yep. on goals, right? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of things ahead. So we have you on tonight because you are one of the co-founders of Trellis um, AI, which is it Trellis AI or I don't know. It. Yeah, we, we say Trellis AI. Yep. Okay, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know we're going to talk about Trellis. We're going to yep. get there, but yep. I'd love to hear a little bit about you and, and your why and what makes you go. Let's do it. Um, so nice to meet everyone uh, that's tuning in right now. Uh, I'm Ajinkya, I'm one of the co-founders of Trellis. Um, been working with Julie and Chanda just, it's been, it feels like it's been forever, but it feels like I think only six weeks probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been building what we call a real-time sales AI coach um, specifically for cold callers. A little bit of my background, um, I, I've sort of been doing software most of my life. Uh, so kind of have had a non-classical way of getting into sales, but sort of grew up doing software, grew up in the Bay, uh, wrote software since I was like 12 or so, nice. um, went to college to do that, and then was in consulting for a bit. Um, I kind of always had that passion and drive to like start my own company, uh, was just kind of really excited about seeing like what I could build um, and, and saw this huge wave of like AI technologies coming onto the horizon um, and wanted to see like what I could bring to the foray and like bring to folks to like improve their jobs um, and sort of improve their day-to-days. Um, awesome. Yeah, that, that's kind of where it began, but I'm happy to sort of like talk through the journey of Charles. It was uh, not a linear path, I will say. It was a lot of stumbling around, uh, a lot of mess ups, uh, but eventually we, we got to where we are today. Well, you know, that's what I love about hearing startup stories because none of them are like, Mm -hmm. a direct route you know what i mean yep. they all seem to have a story behind them and that's you know talking on the phones called calling customers are my passion and so any type of tool that involves you know maximizing that connection or that contact with with the, with a prospect or a customer mm -hmm. really kind of gets me ex excited so i'm excited to hear like what led you to trellis because mm -hmm. you don't you said you don't have a sales background necessarily you yeah, do now yeah. though don't you i now now i've i've been through the fires i guess and i've, I've learned my ways yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah that's really awesome so you you were in software and all that did you what prompted you to come up with this type of a tool? Yeah, so I think credit goes actually initially to my co-founder, Craig. Okay. Um, so we, we were sort of like talking through it. I think we had the same belief that like these new AI tools that are coming out and we see like new things coming out every week at this rate. 
um, they would sort of just change how like knowledge workers tend to do their work. So there would be these assistants that sort of help and guide you through your day to day. Um, yeah. And that's sort of what we believed would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the place that we were particularly excited about was like communication. Um, it's something we all think about every day. Like, did I say that right? Did I, could I have improved a little bit on like my language here, right? Or like, these are just like things that always go through our mind. And, and so we started off with just the big picture of, we're gonna give you an assistant for all of your communication. So like, whether it's on a video call, whether it's on basically, let's say a text, a Slack, we would be there to give you an assist essentially. Um, I think the thing with startups though, is if you start too broad, yeah. you, do, you basically don't end up doing anything. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, after that, we, we sort of like just kept walking through. We started off um, trying to actually sell that original solution. Um, and this is sort of like how I say we stumbled into sales. Uh, we made every rookie mistake on the books. Um, I still remember it. We were like on our 10th discovery call. Um, and the guy on the other end, he was the VP of sales. He was like, the number one mistake someone can make is not set next steps. Uh, and at this point, <laughs> we've, we've had nine meetings with folks. We've never set a next steps before. And we're like, yeah, we would never be the people to ever do that, right? Uh, well, Ajinkia, can I pause you right there? Guys, taking notes, all of my <laughs> all of my job seekers out there, in sales and especially in interviewing, you should absolutely never meet, leave any meeting mm-hmm. without asking for a next step, which includes the interview. So, Ajinka, you learned a very good lesson. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like it, it is 100%. You don't have to close for the yep. sale. It doesn't have to be a close for the sale, but the next step is important. Okay, sorry. Exactly. So- no, no, you're, you're totally <laughs> it's on the a tough ball. lesson. Yeah, it's a tough lesson. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, it made a lot of sense, right? We were we were trying to chase down folks after the meeting on email, and like that never works. Like you have to set very yeah. clear action items afterwards. Yeah. And, and, and that was at that point, I think it sort of clicked in our heads, like, hey, we are sort of like newbies to sales. We are like learning this on the wheels, and we kind of wish that we would have had someone or something to tell us like what we should be improving yes. on or like correcting ourselves with. And that was kind of like the aha moment for us, where. Um, we became our own users, right? Like we were doing these sales calls. We wanted to be coached and try to understand like, what are we doing wrong? What should we improve? Like, how do we improve this? Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of like the birthplace of, of the original idea for Trellis. Like give you a sales assistant, listen in on your conversations, tell you when to fix things, how to fix them and do it in a very data-driven manner. That's kind of one of the things, right? We didn't have experience in sales. So we didn't have a particular belief of, oh, you should sell using like Challenger, Sandler, like all of these different strategies. It was more so like, what does the data say? What does the data say, says that actually works? Um, And that's kind of, that's kind of like the birthplace of it all. Well, that's, so that's, you're data-driven kind of guy, huh? Yep, exactly. (laughs) I, I, it is, it is the way my brain operates and the way I think. You know, it's funny because I don't appreciate data as much as I should, um, Mm -hmm. And then when you get into, you know, my dad used to, it's funny because my dad was always worked in the technology sector and I did project management for a brief Mm -hmm. moment and stuff. But my dad used to always be like garbage in, garbage out, garbage in, garbage out. That's all I could ever remember him telling me. And he's 100% right. But you don't realize it until you start getting that garbage out, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, in sales, typically we suck at putting good stuff in, right? Like we, we get very, we're very good at painting the picture, telling the story, mm-hmm. finding the problem, f- helping people solve the problem. But, yep. but then sometimes the administrative functions are 
you know, our biggest weakness. That's just, a, you know, not always, but mm -hmm. a lot of times for salespeople, that can be the case. So that's something about Trellis that makes me really excited. Was that anything that you, that you guys kind of latched on to, you know, realizing mm -hmm. that we suck at taking notes and it would be great to have really good transcripts. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it originally started with that. Actually, the, the place we started from was we were originally going to try to integrate with like CRM data and then like coach folks on, uh, okay, based off how these deals are going, this is like the thing you should do. And it was sort of what you mentioned. We learned pretty quickly that the data inside their CRMs was like not super useful. Like if you gave a signal off that, uh, for example, if you said, hey, you didn't schedule a follow-up, the reason like it's not in the CRM is someone just didn't put the data in. It's not that they forgot to schedule a follow-up. Uh, and, and so from that point, we were like, okay, we need to go to the source of the truth, which is like the call itself. Like we need to be at the moment where like these things occur mm -hmm. uh, so that we can actually have like real data on like what's occurring and then sort of move forward from there. Yeah, that's such a good point you bring up because I, you know, I love to manage uh, like inbound salespeople mm -hmm. or, or out, you know, or outbound salespeople, salespeople that are on the calls and the phones. And one of the things that I, I really found to be the most important was how much could I listen? How mm -hmm often could I listen to live calls and be able to provide like immediate feedback when I got off the call? Because it was always the most impactful, right? Like you never yep. can remember like, yeah, I talked to that guy and you know, I said that or what, you know? Mm -hmm. So and is Shonda frozen? Are you there Shonda? I think she may be frozen. Yeah. Hold on a second. I think I was wondering, I'm saying to myself, I hear nothing coming from, from Shonda. And then she just texted me. Is it me? Um, let me just let her know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, oh, oh she's left. Oh, yeah, I think, so. yeah, yeah. I think she'll be back. She's probably she'll be back. Yeah. yeah. But um, what what I found was that the most effective type of feedback was that. And mm -hmm. one of the things I used to work for a company called MBNA America, which was a credit card company. Okay. And the focus at MBNA was always on the customer. It was a huge mm -hmm. focus. And so one of their big commitments to the customer was that every person at the company had to listen. Mm -hmm to customer calls, customer service, satisfaction, we called it, calls for so many hours a month, even all the way up to the CEO had to mm -hmm. listen. And then they gave commendations, which okay. were very cool. And so as a customer success manager, like your goal was to have tons of commendations and like, and get the commendations. But as awesome as the commendations were, that live feedback on both ends, mm -hmm. right? For those executives and leaders to hear the actual what's going on, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. to understand like, okay, this is what, you know, our people are encountering on the phones with these prospects or these customers. That was very impactful. So mm -hmm. I think that that's awesome for Trellis because for me, I can use it to get my own kind of self-coaching, mm -hmm. like live on the call. Yep. So that's happening. I can get off the call and I can go back and I can assess what I did and what I could have done better. Mm -hmm. And then I can bring it up to my manager when they have time. Yep. And what they see is so much better than just, you know, a call recording or just uh, you know, I don't know. So yep. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, so is that, how did Trellis evolve into what it is today, which is, sure. seems to be very focused on cold calls. Sales. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So, so we actually started off on sort of like zoom and looking more into like the demo meetings and things like that. Um, so whenever a Zoom call would take place, like the idea would be like Trellis would pop up and give suggestions. Um, we actually found it less compelling 
to serve like the AE segment and also longer form sales calls. Um, we were more interested sort of in helping folks who are newer to SaaS, newer to sales, because I think for us, like we weren't coming with a ton of experience in sales. And so for us to go to like account executives who've been doing sales for say like 20 plus years yeah. and say like, Hey, like follow our, our software and like do what it's suggesting compared to sort of the routines you've built for yourself for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of a hard sell to make. Um, and, and it's not as like palliative to like their, their workflow. But sure. for SDRs or BDRs who are sort of like just joining the workforce out of college or it's their first job in sales, um, they're super hungry and like excited to learn new techniques, new tools. And they're all about like improving their skills. Like that is like their number one priority, which is, yeah. I, I think, amazing. And like, a, yes. that's why we're super excited to work with them. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that was like part of it. And then if you think about what sort of calls SDRs and VDRs place, it's like tends to be more of the dials and like cold calls. And so that's kind of just how it naturally progressed for us. Um, you yeah. know, and another population, just to, to point us out, is the, is the I don't know if we'd call us the caregiver population or, or mm-hmm. the people, the professionals who are breaking back in and rebuilding our careers. Mm-hmm. We are individual contributors, but we are very self-driven and very self-motivated and teaching ourselves what to do. So mm-hmm. like this community that is on the on with us right now, that's what they all do. That's why they're here, because they yep. want to learn. So I, I'm excited to learn about Trellis um, with everybody because this is a tool that's just, it's a, it's a lot like Lavender in the sense that it's a, it's a tool for the people. <laughs> is that dramatic? But that's what it feels like, right? Like this is a tool for, for us and it's a tool. So don't look at it because I've had a couple people, more than a couple people push back on me and say, oh, big brother's watching. This is a big brother's watching tool. Now, maybe I just don't, I'm, you know, I'm 47, so I could care less what people think anymore, but <laughs> I really could care less, but, but I don't care. Like if, mm-hmm. if, if big brother sees the bomb phone call that I just had when the dude hung up on me, I embarrassed myself. I don't, I don't even care. Like yep. I literally just had that moment in real time. So I don't care who sees it later, but mm-hmm. I, what do you say to that? Like, ha, like it's really not about big brother, right? Yeah. I, I think the way we sort of try to paint it is, look at it as like purely an assistant. You can always like choose to turn it off if you like don't want it for specific calls and then you can turn it on for, hey, I think I want a little bit more coaching. I want to practice my calls right now. So just purely look at it as you have this personal assistant that will sort of just like listen in for you, give you suggestions. Um, And the way we kind of actually try to flip it is uh, like, would you want your manager listening on every single one of your calls and like always having a head on your shoulder there? Or would you rather have sort of um, this sort of like automated opinionated like software that can sort of get, guide you and give you suggestions. Uh, and that, that's kind of the way we look at it. I think the concern will always exist for certain folks. Um, some people just like don't want their calls recorded. Uh, they don't want like their transcripts to be recorded. And like for that population, of course, like Chalice is not going to be a fit. Uh, but I, I do think with like things like Gong, Chorus, and those now out there and like pretty prevalent, folks tend to be okay with like calls being recorded and sort of this call intelligence happening on top of it. Yeah. I mean, I've been okay with calls being recorded since 1999. So it's it's not a new thing, but, but it is a little new because cold calling has become a big focus. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that going into 2023, the omni channel, presence for BDRs and, 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 and even AEs, anyone who's prospecting, you have to be able to 
you got to slay in more than one area. You can't, exactly. it cannot just be a one mm -hmm. channel game. It's not going to work anymore. So one thing that's amazing about cold calling and I'm biased because I'm obsessed, yep. but even though Shanda's better at it than me, she's so much better. <laughs> this girl is so good at it, but I'm like obsessed with it. I'm learning. Good at it. Um, but the thing that's so great about cold calling is it levels the playing field every time. Mm -hmm. Like when you have an email, you have to be so freaking creative mm -hmm. and you've got to just jump through the craziest hoops to have the perfect opening, you know, all the things. Right. But on a phone call, if you can find a way to be human and make a connection, yep. it opens doors that you can't ever open on, yep. on an email. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Or even on LinkedIn, because mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, I don't know about y'all, but I get so many messages all day from people trying to sell me something. All yep. day. Yes. The and vortex. It's just like all day. And I, I, part of me like wants to be like, okay, yeah, this sounds good, but not me or, you know, but I don't have time to go through that. Mm -hmm. It's not me be, being rude. Yep. Um, so I really feel like you really need to cold calling is, is going to have to be something that you bite the bullet and kind of fall in love with. Yeah. And, and the way, <laughs> the way we also honestly look at it is with like a lot of these AI email tools, it does seem like what, what you said, it's sort of like everyone it's hard as a human being to be super effective on email now. It's like a very, like the mailbox is crowded. Um, folks just tend to not respond to their emails. And it's also like the concept of a 15 second phone call with someone, you're probably going to get more information than like three email exchanges, honestly. Sure. Right. Um, exactly. Just like so much more efficient if you just can get the person on the line. Uh, and, exactly. and that's kind of like why we viewed it's having this like resurgence, at least from what we're viewing recently. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, yeah. And I think people, the other thing that I think is really interesting is that people are, they're guarding and protecting. Have you guys got come across gated and yes. These, yeah. I, I really mm -hmm. respect gated. I do that. Dude. You know, I paid for the, I did the whole thing. Have you heard of gated? I, I actually have not. Actually have okay. Not. So I, I, gated is a very cool, um, let me see if they have an ad, but it's a very cool, email tool that protects your email box. And so basically anyone that you, I don't know if it's like someone that's not your, like. Oh, I do remember this. And then they have to pay to a nonprofit you, yeah. to get into inbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to get yeah, access yeah. Into, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. into the inbox. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so I paid, I paid. And then like the, the CEO, like coolest dude ever, like reaches out and is like, hey, what was your experience? What'd you think? I'm like, well. Oh, no way. Yeah, but I mean, my experience was like, yeah, dude, never email me back, so it wasn't that cool for me. But, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Maybe if I would have invested in it, like, yep. maybe I could have. I like the concept, I really do. But that mm -hmm. being said, the concept exists because people are tired. Their mm -hmm. email boxes are full, mm -hmm. and so phone calls are it. You get there every time when they answer the phone. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, so when, when it comes to a startup and you're going into the new year, that kind of thing, do you guys have like specific goals on the horizon or are you just kind of just going for it? What do you got? Yeah. yeah. The way we honestly look at it is like, it, we will like plan on the order of months and then we'll know those plans will never actually happen. Now we believe them to happen. Uh, okay. It's kind of like a guiding light, a Northern like star for us of, Hey, if, if we accomplished these 10 things this year, we'd be pretty excited. Um, nice. And then we, we kind of like split them up into like the business side of 
sort of usage, growth, and then like the product side, like what are the ambitious things we could really develop? Um, and then we kind of like narrow that to like top three in each, and then we'll just choose to start acting upon one of them. And then kind of it's go, 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 um, see how fast you can make things happen and then see what happens basically. Uh, I remember like I, I heard this really good quote, which is you can't learn anything without doing anything basically. Uh, nice. And so essentially while you're building your company, you're building your product, like the number way to learn about like, is this going to work is just launch the feature. Even if it like doesn't totally work, just launch the feature, see what people say and just like keep doing that over and over and over again. Well, you know, it's such a good point though, because with anything, if you wait until you're ready mm-hmm. to do it, then you might not ever start. You're never going to be ready to do yep. anything. Yep. And exactly. with a startup, like, how do you know? No, no startup is the same. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you even know what to expect if you don't just go out there and do it? Like, exactly. I think Shanda would agree. Probably her and I both are taking the same route. Like, we have plans, but we mm-hmm. just throw all the things mm-hmm. at the wall. We just go. Yeah. We just- <laughs> And whatever six, like we were like, okay. And you know, so you're always A-B testing. And, mm-hmm. but what I find really interesting, and this isn't gonna, I don't want this to come out rude, but this is something, another thing that my dad said. He was like, don't think that people care that much about what they're do- you're doing because they yep. could care less. Yep. They don't care. Like, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, oh my God. Like when, when we had to cancel mm-hmm. with you, I, like I was a mess about that decision. Like it was like mm-hmm. this whole thing. And I actually had to talk myself off a ledge and be like, Julie, people aren't going to care. Yep. You're going to reschedule it. Their lives are going to go on. Mm-hmm. Literally everything's going to be okay. Like, I think I had like a service with you. What's that? Yeah. Oh, she's, we're losing her again. I but think, but Amanda she, has yeah, to walk yeah. off a ledge. Oh. Yeah. So, so as a CEO, are you doing a lot of cold calling now mm-hmm. and using yeah. Trellis to help? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're kind of, I'm using it to like learn how to do it myself, basically. Uh, we, we like strongly believe like we should be dog fooding our products ourselves. Good. So Good. Uh, yeah, I have three or four dialers now that I, I use like just to like learn how different like customers of ours are basically using it because like we have folks using Apollo, we have folks using Salesoft, Outreach, or um, HubSpot. So like every day I'll basically choose like a random dialer. I'll like make some dials onto it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of like getting my feet wet, learning how to do it, um, reading all the material, the books out there uh, and like trying to see if Charles is improving me myself. So like if I can't do that, then like we wouldn't be like delivering on our mission. And so that's that's part of what we're trying to do here. Yeah, that's that's sort of when I decided to do the brand ambassador with Trellis. That was important for me too, was trying out the actual tool and being yeah. like, can this pr- improve me? Um, yeah, having three or four dialers is awesome, Ken. I think Hajinkia has a, has a unique, um, he's lucky in that respect because that's what he has to have. Yep. Most of us don't have access to three or four dollars. Although at Flowsome, I have access to more technology than I can even handle. Just so you guys know, my company is extremely generous over technology, but we do have sales loft and I, I can call out of sales loft and out of um, Orem. Amazing. Nice. Okay. Which I really like because I, I break up my cold calling and I like to do kind of like a, a, an Orem call block where it's just like, you know, but then my next block maybe is going to be a little bit more intentional where mm-hmm. I'm going through sales loft and kind of calling people who are interacting with my, emails which they don't but 
Sometimes they open them. <laughs> so yep. you know, I'm pretty jealous, Sheely. That's awesome. I need you, that. That's really cool. Oh man. Of course, you know I like to I like to go through them, but I also have a lot more intentional calls now. So we well yeah you have some you have some more intentional calls i i am definitely jealous of you orem is a, is a dialer it's a very cool dialer yeah. it's spelled um and i don't even I, I don't get any paid for this or anything but it's my favorite dialer and um for me coming from customer satisfaction and i spent some time in, in ops it is a very cool dialer. It's as seamless as it can get as far as the connection to the customer. And you can parallel dial up to like seven, which I don't recommend yep. <laughs> unless you're a freaking spam artist. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to be very skilled when you get that many going. Yep. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because I, I listen back. That's another thing I use Trellis for. I listen back to my calls to hear what that person hears. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I listen back to hear like how long did it take for them to be like, hello? And for me to be like, hey, how are you doing today? You know what I mean? Like, I need to know because it, what I've been noticing is that if I if I have three or four or five, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then it's it, it's a bit of a time. Yeah. It doesn't mean I can't overcome it. I can overcome it. You can still overcome it, y'all. So don't get that excuse in your head. Oh, it's an aura. It's a dialer. <laughs> Nobody's going to answer the phone. It's harder. You just have mm -hmm. to adjust your script. Yep. So when you have a dialer like that, you can't be like, you got to go into it as if the conversation almost already started. You yep. know what I mean? And immediately, as soon as you hear a voice, you just, just like act like, you know, you were already talking and you're just like, Hey, it's Julie. How are you doing today? And then bam, go into the conversation. But, um, AP was asking, um, what kind of email tools I use. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know what kind of email tools are you using? I don't yeah. know if he was asking me or you or, or Shanda. So, <laughs> We can all talk about the email we're, tools. Happy to take it. Um, so we, we're using like Apollo and like Lavender for like, our, Apollo is like our sequencer. And then Lavender is sort of like for the one-off emails that we're sort of designing. And then the final part is we use like mail warmers. Um, there's like this whole talk, I think on like LinkedIn for in, specifically in like the email um, warming category on like making sure that you get placed in the primary inbox. And yes. Uh, which is like super important. Like I think Gmail, if you like send too many emails, will always put you into spam. We're going through that right now. We've been using mm -hmm. Mailshake to get us through. Yep. For the past, like I'm kind of hype about it because starting this week, we're going to be using our new Mailshake's been warming us up and mm -hmm. we're going to be diving in. So hopefully we're going to have some opens. I've heard people getting a lot of success. Did you, have you yeah. seen them? Yeah, I'd say like our open rates are around 70-ish percent, um, which is pretty good. I think I've met like some. Folks that How are, much? We're at like seventy percent. But the thing with open rates, That's though, all, yeah, open rate. I don't are, really are kind of like weird because of the uh, like prefetching of the emails and all those things. So you're never certain if they actually open the email. You know, I, I always look yeah. to see about click rates. Yep. And when I'm in like sales loft, I'm always looking to see how many open times. If it's a multiple, then I know that the human exactly. actually also yep. opened yep. it. Right? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but we, we saw good improvements in terms of just like overall rates on everything, like click-through rates, um, response rates, things like that, after we use the email warmer. So yeah, I'm like a, a big proponent of it. It's like one of those things where it's also like a peace of mind you get where- Isn't it fun though? Yeah. Did you, when you were having your email warm, did you go look at the emails? 
That we're being yeah, sent. We were, it's like a whole thing. It's it's like radical. It's whole, okay? I, They're sending it to like these random inboxes, and it's like I'm like and wow. There's a whole conversation whole, going on. Uh, yep, and, yep. Oh my god, it's hysterical, Shannon. It's. Ryan, I don't know anything about this, so tell me all about okay, it because so, I'm like geeking so out over here. Mailshake I don't know is, what this is. Mailshake is okay. So Mailshake is the one that I know of. Mm-hmm. And uh, does anyone know who started Mailshake? Jesse. All I know is the name Jesse. I don't know the the founder of that one. But anyway, Mailshake is who we're using, and um, basically what happens is they take your is it your IP? I don't know what it is. They take your email, yep. like domain or whatever. And they very actively, and it is not a bot or anything like this. This is a, 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 like a real active person who is sending emails back and forth to, to make sure that your email box is warmed up. And what that means is that people warmed up because they're, it's like real. Like it, it has people, that you're, you're not a spam email. You didn't only create your email box to mm-hmm. send out marketing spam. Does that, does that make sense? So what they do is they, yeah. they actually engage with their own email. Like it, it's, it's a whole thing. I don't want to give away the secrets. You know what I mean? But like, I don't even know if it's a secret or what, but it's, it's what they do. And then Ajinkia's right. It, it absolutely works. Like it's really cool. So uh, I'm going to have to look at that now. because my email already got um, marked as spam for Gmail, oh, yeah. which is crazy you, because you, you definitely I don't do send that, very guys. many emails. Like I don't. Oh yeah, and like you, you should actually talk to your like company about it. You should yeah, talk to your company to about that. it because yeah, and we should probably consider it for sassy sales moms as we go into looking for sponsors and stuff. We should probably look into doing it so that we because any email that we send out with such a new email box is also going to it's your new newness of your email box okay, that causes that. And if you start with an email box and you just immediately start sending out marketing emails. And nobody responds and nobody adds you as a contact. And do you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, you need to get well, that I response. Was just, I got that automatic response of Gmail's marked you as spam. And I'm like, I've only sent 10 what? emails. You got and something I, to and I spread. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yes. <laughs> and I was that. like so mad because I'm like, I know how to do this. Like, I've done all the things. I balanced it out. I'm not, you know, sending them out like crazy. So I'm glad you said all this because we will we will be having this conversation Tuesday morning as soon as everybody's in the office of I need this. We yeah, need this. I mean, I I don't know any other companies that do it besides Mailshake. Um, yeah, and if you look up email warming, there's like five or ten of them basically. Oh, okay. there's, there's, there's just like a there's just like a, a cottage a industry essentially. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank awesome. you for that because I will absolutely, you know. And if I don't know about it, I'm sure there's like a ton of other people who don't Mm -hmm. either. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. It's really helpful. But but definitely the omni-channel presence is so important. Like cold, somebody said in here is cold emailing, cold outreach going to be, let me me find this. How important is cold outbound cold calling in 2023? And that was definitely something I wanted to ask you. So what what are your thoughts about about 2023 going into this crazy? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so at least what we saw like coming onto the tail end of 2022 was there were a number of companies that started emphasizing the dials a lot more. Um, and it's kind of interesting. So, so part of it is when COVID happened, a lot of the phone numbers in the databases and Apollo and all these places, they were like out of date, uh, because folks like were at home and had their mobiles on them. So they didn't actually have like business lines anymore. So that was number one for like why cold calling wasn't super effective with contact mm. data for like a year or two. And then there was the whole 
like great resignation and like so much mass movement yeah, of people between that's companies. That's what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And it was kind of this whole ordeal that seems to stabilize, have stabilized a little bit where, you know, folks are like now at their companies, their like contact data has gotten updated by sort of these contact data providers. And so it's more effective now to sort of cold call than it was, let's say two years ago. So that, that's number one for what we're seeing. And then number two is, I, I always like look at outbound as like this seesaw kind of thing where there was this while where everyone was like, um, LinkedIn, email, these are like gonna be the best channels because like people haven't abused it enough yet. So everyone, <laughs> everyone just went for those channels. Um, and especially like when the pandemic went remote, um, people weren't dialing as much like in the initial parts of the pandemic. And so email, LinkedIn, and all these channels got super saturated. And so instead now like the seesaw is coming back where they're sort of folks are going towards cold calling um, and like placing those meetings. And then I think the second part of Dean's question is sort of, is something like a PLG gonna like outlast, let's say like outbound sales, like where people are actually like progressively and aggressively trying to book meetings essentially. Um, and my take is even like the PLG companies, they have like large inside sales teams. So that sort of tells you that, you know, it's never going to go away. Like it's always going to be like sort of an existing part of how sales is done. Um, and we think it's sort of going to be like, I'm biased of course, but we think it's going to be an important part in 2023. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Shanda and I could agree with you hundred um, percent. I mean, we, we've been seeing it breaking into this, this industry. It's uh, it is the most, even though it's not consistent, it is the most, consistent way to get in touch with someone. If you go and make dials every day, you will eventually get in touch with someone. Now, not necessarily in my case, because it's a little bit challenging, but I still get in touch with people. I just need to get better. And something that I was just thinking about when you're talking is, is that one thing I think we have wrong, all these companies, one day someone's going to hire me to be a CEO because I've got this figured out. But anyway, one thing that I think yes, we need to are. focus on is all the things. There's not one channel that's yep. the best channel and right. if you can be focused on all the channels then you will succeed so it should be a, a team thing like it should be it should be sales marketing customer success and they should be a huge team mm -hmm. and if you are if you're hitting that whole thing then it, it's you're gonna you're gonna grow and you're gonna have revenue but if you focus on only one thing like oh all we do is cold call okay mm -hmm. well like you said that's not gonna work necessarily because yeah. we are dealing with layoffs right now they're mm -hmm. crazy and so when i make phone calls all day half of the con connects that i get i mean, actually 90 percent of the connects i get are not the right person mm -hmm. it's like beating my head up against the wall now that's on me wow. right like as a prospector i need to do more due diligence like i can't just blindly pull my like apollo or my zoom info and I can't, I need to go through those lists and find those people on LinkedIn and confirm. Yeah, they still do have that job or it looks yep. like they got laid off yesterday. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't call them <laughs> about, you know what I mean? Yep. So I, I challenge people to do that because yes, making a hundred dollars in a day is awesome. But if you're dialing a hundred people and like 90 of them aren't even the right person, mm -hmm. then you wasted a lot of time, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you did. <laughs> So yeah, that's interesting. So we all agree, 2023, yeah. learn how to phone call, make a phone call. And then I, I think something in there that you also mentioned, which is, is super important is like how all these channels sort of play off each other, right? It's not like a one channel approach. It's sort of like when you're cold calling, you'll mention, hey, did you see that email that I just sent you? Uh, when you're emailing, you're gonna be like, did you see that I just called you? Like you sort of reference all these other channels in each of your like 
each individual channel. And so it like makes the overall thing more effective. And that's what we've seen sort of the most effective sales teams end up doing. Yeah, and be real about it. Like yep. it's you don't have to be salesy or smarmy, yep. but you can say you could do a phone call, an email, and then you could reach out on LinkedIn and be like, hey, been trying to catch up with you on the phone or email. It looks like it's not working out. What's yep. the best way for us to, you know, connect for 10 minutes? Like people like be honest. Like mm -hmm. just be honest. You're you're trying to talk to them about something. Yep. Like yep. I think that's a very I get I get pulled into it since I've started in SaaS sales. My that is not how I sell. But I get pulled into this, I don't know what it is. There's like this comfortable um, cadence that a lot of SaaS sellers have. And mm. it's almost like trickery. Like we mm. feel like we have to like trick people. Yep. And we don't, you know what I mean? Like we don't have to. Like we really even don't have to do that because mm. it's annoying. <laughs> and nobody wants to get a phone call mm. like that. So yep. do you have, have you gotten any you know, we talk about openers and what are the yep. best openers. And I'm not a big fan of that. Like I tell people when I do training or, or coaching, you know, your opener has to be real. So that's important. Mm -hmm. But are there any that are really resonating or what have you found? Yeah, I, I think like the ones that tend to resonate more are like the topical ones in terms of like it's a certain time of the year. So like what we saw, especially in December was folks were like, hey, I know you have like, you don't want to talk to me. I know it's like the holidays, but like, is there a shot you had 15 seconds before the, the new year starts? So so things like that tended to work, right? It's like, it makes it funny. It like brings out the whole human element in it, sort of what you were mentioning. So those topical ones tended to be good. And then the second piece of advice that I sort of like believe and subscribe to now is you should just sort of have like maybe two or three openers that you're just super confident about saying. And like, you can say it with a good tone, a good pace. Um, and it's not something where you're sort of scrambling when the call starts being like, oh, uh, should I use this like clever opener? It's like any clever opener that's said in a bad tone will always be worse than a regular opener of, hey, I'm a drink, yeah, do you have 15 seconds? I caught you, <laughs> right? Like it's just, it just always like have the comfortable ones and then maybe time to time try some topical ones. That's kind of the way we look at it. You know, and I would add on to that and say that um, don't like, okay, it, practicing is really good, but I think it's really important to to practice, like use things like video, like mm -hmm. what I do, what I've just started doing more and more is I have a script that, you know, we're using and we're trying different scripts out. Yep. And I thought it would be fine to, to practice on the phone. It's not because I don't get enough connects, right? Yep. So I don't have enough repetition saying it. So what I started doing was recording myself on my phone and saying it over and over like i'm because i'm mm -hmm. i'm pretty into like social media and content creating so like it's like i'm creating a TikTok. i gotta get this right but the the effort of getting it right and not sounding like an idiot on my video has made it better and come out better more smooth so i think that's really good advice um scripts are really important mm -hmm. but not they're not for live reading it's mm -hmm. not it, it never works right chanda is it's, you know. it's so live scripts to you like that it sucks well you know several people know about my previous role that i was i had a 43 page call script wow and yeah is, it was painful it was utterly painful and you could not deviate and when you were talking about earlier about uh, managers listening in they would literally like pop in and then they would tell you to parrot these things so you've got a phone call you're having someone yelling oh, in your ear and they're like, say it, say it. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> say it like that. That's yep. not me. It's going to sound awful. 
I just want to have a conversation with someone. What and is in the like, world? I, Shanda, that is outrageous. Like, And so I went from that to what I have now because, you know, I got the whole talking to of, oh, you're not going to close deals if you don't do it this way. And then my first 30 days, you know, I closed like 28 deals with a new company just doing Amazing. it my way. Yeah. Just, just let me do it my way. Right. You may not like it. It doesn't work for all ICPs, but I know when it does work. So, you know, let, let your people do what they know is best, but you have to get there. And that takes practicing. And that's why I love Trellis and all these ideas that y'all are talking about. People don't know of how much pain goes into finding your sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you think of all those, uh, like just epic, epic cold callers out there, right? Mm -hmm. They all started somewhere. Okay. Yeah. And trust me when I tell you all of them, they all had their moments of that sucked really bad. That was trash bag. Even last week, <laughs> they had that moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I had that I, moment last week. Yeah. Like I did. It happened. You know I laughed through it. There's nothing perfect about cold calling it ever. Like yeah. it just isn't, but mm -hmm. it is the, it is the, what makes us so good at our jobs and the reason why it, they, people need, they need us on the wall. <laughs> they need SDRs and BDRs. And the reason why is because we take the abuse over and over and over again, we try to learn from it and we just keep going. We just keep going. So you can't let it get to you. Like it does suck. But I, I tell people that because they get scared about cold calling and it can be scary, but. Um, I would much rather cold call than email. I will cold call all day long. I do not want to email. You know how, you know, the PTSD I have about email now. So <laughs> I know bad. you do. It's, it's awful. So bad. It's like that. It's, it's like, I can't even like write an email. Thank God for Lavender and Reggie, because mm -hmm. honestly, Reggie, you guys, I, have I, would to, be I have to tell a Reggie story. Okay. Last night, my husband, he's so cute. He had to write a letter of recommendation because he's a high school track coach mm -hmm. and they, they win States like every year. It's crazy. So his, his athletes are talented. So he has to write letters of recommendation for colleges all the time. And he's a brain tumor. So it's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I told him about Reggie and he was like the happiest person. So now he writes the best letters of recommendation. Like, and last night he's just sitting there with Reggie unprompted by me, just sitting there <laughs> typing his little letter of recommendation by Reggie. And I'm like, what the heck? Like very cute. Cause what it. he does is he'll just type it all in mm -hmm. and, and then Reggie will alter does like, the magic, fix it up. Yeah. Make it sound like it's not gibberish and sometimes or whatever it is, you know? So I, Reggie's awesome. It does help. But the thing about emails is that the reason why I like cold calling so much better is because it's so much easier to make a human connection with somebody when you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and email text is hard. It's very, very hard. And so we all know we're dealing with spam things. We know it's hard to land in the inbox. When you land in the inbox, is your subject grabbing enough that they're going to open it? If they do open it, did your did your copy sound good enough that it, it, it sounded like it was special to them? It was gonna you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of moving parts to sending a good email. That's yeah. to me. And I, I um, think it doesn't even like mention the parts of like they have to be willing to like almost respond to it in the moment because right? no one's gonna no one's gonna respond to a cold, like go and search for a cold email like a week later and be like, Oh, I got I got this amazing cold email. Let me go respond to it now. Like that's just never gonna happen. So like you need to catch them at the perfect time. It's true. And like it's it's all these crazy factors that are just so out of your control. And you know, some people that's such a good point because I look at a lot of emails that mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, 
That's interesting. Maybe I should look at that a little bit later. And then I don't even know where the frick it is. Yep. Like, right. It's one. It's uh, in the vortex. It's gone. Yeah, yep. that's the vortex is my big project for 2023. Please I, teach I me a, when you figure it out. Like, I don't know. We'll see. I have a, a zero inbox goal and I've been reading mm -hmm. Atomic Habits. So I have five inboxes. So yeah, I'm it's going like to work impossible. on that. And then yeah. I'm going to work on LinkedIn because my LinkedIn, it never, I'm so upset about it because I never had a problem keeping up with my inbox on LinkedIn until recently. It's, it's bad right it's now. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. So. I know. All right. My mother-in-law well, sends me her emails that she gets. She's, um, she's an owner of yeah. a very large company. And so she'll like send me one. She's like, I like these because this. And she'll say, I don't like these. And I'll like read through them and I'm laughing. Because it's things, ones I do, or two, I'm like, oh, I thought that was good. And she's like, no, that's awful. Don't do that. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, taking all that feedback, but yeah, it's crazy how much there's in there. And then there's so many different perspectives of what, what people like and what they don't like. And that's it, exactly. And I think that's the thing that's interesting about emails is that you can't, on the phone, I can hear you. Mm -hmm. And I can be like, you know what? Ajinkya is not picking up what I'm laying down. So I need to change my approach, right? Mm -hmm. Like in an email, you have no idea. Like you can't not see or hear or any clue as to how they're responding to the data that you're sharing with them. So, you know, Dean asked about how, how you find it calling East Coast and West Coast. And I thought that was an interesting <laughs> point because I don't really have a problem calling coast to coast or anything mm -hmm. like this. Although maybe that is my problem and I didn't realize it, but... I, in general, I'm a very excited, passionate person. Mm -hmm. And so my tone and my pace is very important for me to focus on during cold calls because it, it always comes off disarming to everybody when I call being my normal self. They're like, what is this woman trying to do? Like, they don't hang up on me, so that's yeah. a good thing. But, but Trellis has been such a huge help for me with that because – Trellis has a little, what do you call that? Meeting signal. Yeah, meeting signal, that, right? Yeah. And it tells me, one, does it look like I'm going to have a meeting? Like, is the conversation going well? So is the person giving some positive vibes, some buying signals maybe? But also it tells me about my speed. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. That's so, crucial for me. more. Yeah, like speed is I mean, where my does. That's one of your big tells. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, not Zach Bauer. Have you guys ever listened to Zach Bauer cold call? I, I don't think I've had the pleasure. I need to. You guys really do. Dude is an ace. He's a master. He works for Sales Jevity. Okay. Um, but he's he used to work for uh, what was it called first before Celex? Title. He started out with Title, was mm -hmm. lighting the world on fire, did really well at Celex as well, but um, is now with Sales Jevity. And he, I, I couldn't call, like, I could never, ever try to imitate him, you know what I mean? Ever. But he's a master at what he does. Like, he long pauses. Like I can't is, do the long pause. It is it almost me. uncomfortable it's so whenever good, I though. hear it. And every time he does it, it's like it turns out. He'll just lay down. He'll be like, someone will be like, how'd you get my number? He'll be like, the yellow pages. <laughs> and you're like, 
is he gonna say anything? This is no. awkward. This is yeah. awkward. And then all of a sudden, the person's like, "Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's, it is it's 2023. You're right. You're right." Like they start making excuses for why it's fine. Like literally every time, it's he's great. So yeah, I That's really amazing. yeah, exactly. So um, I, I I think that adapting your communication to people that you're interacting with, whether whether it's because you realize they're on the West or East Coast, it's it's hard to generalize these days because we all live anywhere we want, right? Like, yep. so yep. I've got a lot of people on the East Coast who are West Coasters, you know what I mean? So, you know, but, but when you're on the phone with someone, it is helpful to have a tool like Trellis who can give you guidance as to what to adapt to that yep. call or that person so that you can make it more comfortable for them. Yeah, and one of the things we're, we're sort of actively working on is like we'll tell you to sort of match the rate of speech of the prospect because we can sort of analyze both sides of it. We can start sort of doing like the classic tone matching or the mirroring that you're supposed to do with the prospect. So that, that's kind of like one of the directions we're planning on taking it. It'll be like, what, let's say you're calling into the East Coast where they tend to just speak faster and like, mm. well, like let's get this done, let's like move. Mm at like a, a thousand like words per minute kind of situation. So at that point, we may not like tell you to slow down. We're just like, you know, rip it. They're going to enjoy this. Uh, but let's say you're calling to the South. We're going to be like, no, slow it down. Maybe like that's because kind of like the communication style of their Instagram. No, and yeah. it is like that with all sales. When I was in medical device sales, I started out in Maryland, mm -hmm. but then my territory, I moved down to South Carolina, North Carolina. And selling to those surgeons was so different mm -hmm. like a hundred percent different and they needed me to slow it down they needed me to be i hate to say this because i'm not trying to say southerners are fake i, I live in the south but they needed me to be a little bit more fake they wanted me to play the game there was a game mm -hmm. right and i had to play it you know what i'm saying where yep. we're in in the north or it's maybe it's a little bit more direct there's still games to be played for sure but it's a different game you know it doesn't mm -hmm. not, all the niceties don't have to be there in the game you know yeah, so exactly. I think that's interesting. Who was it? I want to say Eddie Bannum just came out today and said that his that 2023 he's going to be focusing on sale, the psychology of sales. Awesome. Oh, that's and that is going to be his his big thing. Um, so check that out because Eddie is awesome and. He, I mean, I love sales psychology. Like, I can't even. You, you mentioned something just now, and it made me think of. Have you read the book Never Split the Difference by yep. Chris Voss? Great book. Yep. And I read that book a lot. I, I listen to it a lot because, just you know, pro tip: if you listen to Audible, sometimes you'll get the actual author who narrates mm -hmm. their book. And Chris Voss narrates, or maybe no, it's not Chris Voss in this case. It's like this other dude but they do it in a way that's really different. And like, they talk about the book through the narrative. I don't know how to explain it, but it's a very cool, like if you've read the book, you should check out the audible because it adds, there's more value. To I'll it. check it out. I'll check it out. But um, those tools work like, yeah, not every phone call is a negotiation, mm -hmm. but to be honest, when you're cold calling in some ways it is mm -hmm. like, like we're just, I'm just trying to get some of your time and we yep, are exactly. going to negotiate here. You wanted to find out what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you, we're going to determine whether or not you're going to keep talking. Like, so I think that's pretty interesting, but yeah. 
I'm excited about that with Trellis. So you said that there are some new things to come. Mm -hmm. some, what are you excited about the most? Yeah, I, so I, I think like we're, we're looking at two things that kind of in like the broad picture, um, especially in like Q1 and Q2. Um, so specifically, I, I think we had like talked about this briefly at the beginning, like all that data entry that goes with like calling, right? Like, oh, filling out notes, oh, filling true. out dispositions, awesome. filling out sentiments, right? Realistically, <laughs> if we're listening into the call, we should just be able to do that for you. Um, and so trying to take out all the busy work or all like the work that doesn't actually lead to any of the meetings, um, Chalice will basically take care of it. So you'll have this assistant that like automates your work after the cold call. Um, hopefully maybe like we'll get to cool things where after the cold call, Trellis like writes your follow-up email for you, which will be, you know, super fascinating. We can get to that point. Oh, I would but, love that. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the, based the, off of the AI would be able to write it based off of the phone conversation. Exactly, like based off what you got, what you all talked to the conversation. <laughs> Why are people so afraid of AI? How cool is that? That would make it so wow. much easier. Yep. I mean, can you imagine how you can just go back to the phones so mm -hmm. much faster? It just speeds up well, everything. Like, you know, just all the automation. Yeah, like exactly. Like you, you can focus on what you're good at. Like, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is not emails for me. <laughs> But but some emails, see, this is what I what I like to point out about, about AI, and it's the same with Trellis. Like, Trellis is not trying to replace mm -hmm. humans. Right. It is trying to enhance mm -hmm. humans and make us better and, and perform better at what we do. And so, like, we have to make, still have to make good decisions. So we can't be irresponsible with what we're doing because one thing that I notice with people, like, they send out emails with Reggie. I watch it all the time. I get them. And mm -hmm. they don't even, I don't think they read them. Like, mm -hmm. did you read that? Like, that that was not actually what you, I don't think what you wanted to send. Like, so you have to be smart about it. Um, AI is artificial intelligence. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. I think, I think he was asking what AI is, but it is like American intelligence. Not really. Cause I don't <laughs> think to be honest, if I had to bet it, AI probably came from India in my personal opinion, that's probably where it came from. That's my guess. But I don't think I we started that. it here in America. I don't think we did, but that's just me. But what we can do is we can say, okay, these phone calls where the conversation was meh, the person rushed you off the phone, this, that, and the other, those emails would be great. Like mm -hmm. if, if, if an AI tool could send those response emails, that would be awesome. But you should take care of the emails where you're like, okay, I got a, I got something on the hook here. Yep. Now you need to nurture it. You need to bring back the human, um, so that's how I see it. I don't know if that's how you look at AI. Uh, actually, it's exactly the same way, right? Like I think the AI is good for sort of the boilerplate stuff and like making it, it, it sort of like it makes the the base of the cake and then you're like basically doing the finishing decoration and touches. Yeah. And like making sure it like is actually well presented and going out correctly. So that's, that's kind of like the way we, we're starting to look at like how these AI assistants are going to work with like humans in their actual day to day. Exactly. And then, yeah. and because there, you know, it is an AI, you still have to, you have to take your time doing the due diligence to mm -hmm. make sure it's right and yeah. everything, that kind of thing. So that's good. Well, you know, with Sassy Sales Moms, it's Sunday nights. The reason why we do this show is because we're trying to chase away the Sunday scaries. Um, yeah. Some people are in jobs that they are you know, they don't have a lot of happiness going to, maybe that's because of cold calling. <laughs> Some people are looking for jobs, so that sucks. But we thought it would be awesome to have you on the show because Trellis can be such a big tool for all of us to help us get over some of that Sunday scary, right? Like, do, 
you know, yeah, how do you goal. Yeah. helping new hire, like people looking for jobs? How do you see that? Yeah. So, so one thing we've started seeing on LinkedIn a little bit is folks, especially in the sales industry, like cold calling hiring managers themselves. Um, that was actually like a new thing to me because like as an engineer previously, like engineers cold calling engineering managers is like an unheard of concept. So that would be, that would uh, be bad, right? Be, that, yeah. It wouldn't be bad. It's just like, I don't think it's like a thought that would come across most engineers' minds. Do you think it would work? Cause I cold call engineers all day and they, one, they don't answer the phone very frequently, but two, yep. they're very agitated when they, they do by mistake answer the phone. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think, I, I think that's like one specific segment of like the workforce that like does not like being bothered on the phone. Or um, anywhere. They don't really yeah, like to be bothered even, even anywhere. Internally, even internally in the company, they like, it, it's just like a whole thing essentially. Um, but yeah, we, we've seen folks starting to have success in terms of cold call the hiring manager, like show your intent. Um, right. There's like, I, I think we, we all know like the economic circumstances right now aren't great, which means like for every job, there's like that many more people applying for it because, you know, there's just like more demand now for the jobs than there are like jobs available. And so like the way to stand out now, especially in sales is like show you have like the capability of like place the cold call, tell the hiring manager, even if they don't pick up, you can say something like, Hey, I like left my resume in this pile this is what I'm good at. Um, if I joined your company, like these are the things I would bring to the table. Uh, and I, I think like any hiring manager that saw that, like people read their voicemail transcripts. Um, mm -hmm. Like, so make sure you leave your name, make sure you leave like when you apply, things like that. And like, that's the sort of thing that can maybe push you over the edge. Um, you know, that's good advice. People yeah. do read that. That is awesome real estate that you guys need to get on. Like mm -hmm. if you are just sending emails out or if even if you're cold calling and not leaving messages, like don't get so caught up in what you're saying or the message that you're leaving because most people aren't doing it at all. Mm -hmm. So just the fact that you're putting yourself out there and doing it, unless you sound like a complete like, I mean, you're not going to. It's going to be fine. Like keep mm -hmm. it short. Mm -hmm you know, and it's going to be fine, but it is going to set you apart. I, I got my job by cold calling the hire. Yeah, I remember you told me that. That was, yeah. uh, it was an amazing so, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was an awesome thing. Um, but in this environment, that in this market that we're in today, there are so many awesome salespeople on the market. Mm -hmm. So many. So if you can't make the cold call to the hiring manager to try to get that job, then you're not going to show them that you can do the job. You're ready to do mm -hmm. that job. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't, I, I, depending on the company, there are few people being hired right now by simply mm -hmm. su submitting an email. I mean, a, yep. a, an application. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and the second part that we're, we're pretty excited by, we haven't, this is like under active development, uh, but kind of a teaser for where we're going um, around like the middle of the year, like maybe a little earlier than that, we're going to be releasing sort of a synthetic cold call pr like prospect essentially. Oh, and you can actually like practice your cold uh, call skills with an AI. What? And then, and then essentially we'll like provide certifications as you improve. And so hopefully we can oh, provide, another, we can provide another avenue for folks to share like, Hey, I know how to cold call. Like I was trained up on the Trellis AI system um, and like make that free for jobs. Like features. Trellis so, certified. Exactly. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. I'm, you guys i'm trying to i'm trying to get nicknames for all of us trellis <laughs> users chanda and i are always in the chat with ajinkia being like how about this or mostly it's just me because I, I like nicknames but <laughs> but that sounds i awesome. like your ideas though they're good they're so is yeah. it gonna be kind of like the big interview but with cold calling 
kind of yeah essentially i um, love not, that yeah but like the, the concept is like you'll go to like our website um and it'll you'll describe like maybe the company you're trying to like practice for and then like it'll auto generate a prospect for you that you can practice cold calling with. oh my god oh, where was that six months ago stop <laughs> it that is we so needed that that is so perfect timing we need that that's exciting yep yep so cool well, things on the horizon so so where can you download trellis how does it work uh yeah yep 100 percent. so um i know julie and chanda have like unique referral links but um yeah use I, if you want to drop that one of yours in like the chat that might be a, a good way well, to do you it. can't you yeah. can't click on it in the chat these stupid chats are just oh you can't. okay yeah, um, yeah. yeah so uh i think there's, there's a couple of ways you can go to trellis.ai and then there's like a link to the chrome extension there um, it's totally free right now for SDRs and BDRs. So anyone who has a dialer, like you can go check it out. We integrate with most dialers. We're still trying to get a couple working. I know I'm trying to make dial pad work for Chanda and still, still working through the integration. I will use okay. it. I will grow your uh, AI. We will, we will love that. Um, but yeah, you can go to the website and then also check out any of Julie or Chanda's posts about Chalice. They'll have like unique referral links um, that you can go and check out from there. And yeah, it'll link you to the Chrome extension. As soon as you add the Chrome extension, it just kind of works out of the box. Um, it the, does the, too, guys. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding. The only thing I get a little bit of anxiety about is changing the objections. But if I took five minutes to really figure it out, it's not that hard. It's just more me. Uh, yeah. Because like I said, I have technology overload at my company. So I really have to. There's so much good tech, right, out yep. there, the tools. It's so much. For sure. So much. Yeah, 100%. Well, listen, so all you job seekers out there, like, seriously, we've been pushing it. We've been telling you guys to use it. Um, it's not just because, like, we are ambassadors. I mean, we really believe we in this it. product. That's why we are ambassadors. And it's important right now, especially if you're trying to break into SaaS sales or if you're already into SaaS sales, you've got to find a way to be comfortable on the phones. Mm -hmm. So if you're not comfortable on the phones right now, Trellis is your best friend because... It'll make you feel comfortable. It's like a cute little buddy that just, you pop it right up. I, I make mine kind of skinny mm -hmm. and I put it on the side right next to my dialer. And then, and, and then, you know, I have a script that I kind of, I do a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, you know, it's funny managers out there. You guys have no idea what your salespeople do to <laughs> make it work. You know, we do all the things to make yep. it work. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being thank, here with us today. Thank you for having me and happy awesome. new year's to both of you again. I yeah. know. Yes. Happy new year's everybody. I know most people are off tomorrow, <laughs> but um, it's never too late to get started for the week. I am, we're going to resume um, morning standups with sassy sales moms this week. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we do like a little morning standup because I miss standups. I like that. Yep. Yep. So anyway, any, any, you guys have anything big planned for this week? Just, uh, just continue to, to push out product updates for folks. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Shanda? I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> but Ooh, yes, it's going to be a exciting. very big week. Very, awesome. very big week. Yeah. Very awesome. cool. But I'll tell well, you very good. Well, happy new year, everybody. New year. And we will talk. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we're going to have more fun even then. And good luck with everything. Ajinkya. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much for having Thank me. You for it's coming. been a pleasure working with you both. Awesome. All right. Bye guys. Oh, he left. <laughs>